for an international perspective in the markets, let's bring in Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist with Charles Schwab. Thanks for being with us. It's interesting because after five days of selling and one month low for stocks, I mean, this is the worst week since September for the S&P 500. But things seem to be changing here on this Thursday. And uh, I mean, we could start with the rally that we saw in Europe. It's been incredible. European stocks have, are having the best quarter ever. The entire, go back to the entire history of the uh, Europe Stock 600 Index. You've never seen a better quarter than this, up 27% so far in Q4. I think what this means is they're no longer pricing in the risks of an energy crisis stemming from the war in Ukraine. In fact, if you include dividends, the MSCI Europe Index is now where it was prior to the start of the war. I think that's an amazing uh, return. I mean, you know, the, global, the globe has certainly slowed down. Maybe it slipped into a mild recession. Session, uh, we've got this lingering war, and yet Europe has made it all the way back. I think Europe's market is set to outperform again in 2023, but the biggest risk to European equities and their outperformance of U.S. stocks is the potential for renewed upward pressure on energy prices, which makes that impact of the $60 price cap on Russian oil important to watch in terms of the supply and demand. And, you know, the concerns I've heard pertaining to oil, I know there's sort of this pause and we made it through the December 5th date with, uh, you know, sanctions on Russian oil, cap on Russian oil. But there's also still the opportunity for Russia to just not provide the same way that they are expected to. Um, you have people in Europe paying energy prices that are three times what they used to be. And there's concerns even that some of these companies, forget about houses, I mean, that's horrible in itself, but companies won't be able to function and that there could be a really bad time ahead. Yeah, there are there are a number of risks. Fortunately, most businesses have, have most of the big manufacturing businesses have locked in through forward contracts what their energy prices are going to be for the next year. In fact, uh, most of them locked in 95% of their energy costs uh, even before the war in Ukraine began. So they're going to be moving through that. Obviously, those contracts roll over and they'll need to procure uh, power for 2024 and 2025, and those prices will be considerably higher and weigh on their budgets. But you know, in the near term, oil seems to be oversupplied. The international Energy Agency is telling us that the supply of oil is exceeding the demand for oil right now. The world has slowed down a little bit. China is still locked down. And, uh, and we're still seeing a lot of oil being pumped. I mean, Russia is actually producing and selling more oil now here in October and November than they were in October and November of a year ago. So we haven't yet seen that, that oil fall off. Maybe Russia cuts back, but it doesn't seem like they are so far. And in fact, we're, we're seeing here, and you can see it in this chart, uh, the discount in, in orange there uh, of Russian crude prices to Brent, the global benchmark for crude, is now about 40% discount and well below that $60 price cap. So uh, we'll have to see if they respond to this, but already you know, prices have come down pretty significantly. We haven't seen any response yet and just not sure where it's going to go. Uh, and, and that does set up a big risk here because not only does it drive overall inflation, but certainly it's a big factor here as it relates to those costs, but as you mentioned, for households, businesses as well. Yeah, yeah. And what about 2023? You expect Europe to outperform, right? 
I do. And there are a number of reasons for this. I mean, for one thing, you know, a lot of the uh, characteristics that have been driving stocks in the U.S. this year also pertain outside the U.S. Low price to free cash flow, high dividend paying stocks have been the winners across sectors and across countries as well. And there are more of those in international benchmarks than what we're seeing here in the U.S. We're also seeing uh, the dollar maybe begin to give up some of its gains. That's a tailwind to international equities. Earnings growth is stronger outside the U.S. than it is here in the U.S. In fact, in the in the third quarter, we saw earnings for stock 600 Europe companies up 30% year over year versus only 4% for U.S. equities. And that's expected to continue next year, not at the same margin, but still outperformance in terms of earnings growth for international companies. And then finally, valuations. We're still at a record-wide valuation gap between international stocks at their discount to the U.S. market. So all that's pointing to continued outperformance by international equities as we look out to the next year. Right, understood. So at this point, what about here at home? Uh, what are you telling folks? Are we worried, not worried? What are we worried about? Well, I think the biggest worry is central banks, right? I mean, that's what's driven this rally in the fourth quarter. They're stepping down the pace of their rate hikes. Again, we just heard it from the Bank of Canada yesterday uh, that, uh, that things are slowing down. They might not need to hike rates again. They're already talking about a potential pause uh, as we look out to the very early months of, of 2023. Uh, the risk to that is that reopening of China. Not only could it mean that oil prices spike back up, but just inflation in general across commodities, across goods begins to pick back up again. Usually, as you can see in this chart, we have oil prices and central bank rate hikes moving in tandem. The blue line shows the, the net number of the world's central banks raising rates versus those cutting them. And of course, the orange line is, is oil prices. Oil prices, as we know, have come down. They're actually the lowest they've been in a year. At the same time, central banks have been hiking. The market's pricing in a bullish convergence of these two lines, that that blue line comes down. I'm worried. I think that's probably the, the right case and the, the most likely outcome. But a bigger risk the market seems to be discounting is that it goes the other way and that uh, the reopening of China pushes up oil prices and keeps central banks from being able to pause or, or continue to step down their rate hikes. That is the biggest thing to watch. We'll keep a close eye on that as we look to the end of this year. You may or may not have been, Jeffrey Kleintop, surprised by the prints that we got on online shopping. Black Friday was a record over $9 billion. Cyber Monday was a record over $11 billion. And the anticipation for what the holidays and the big spend will be, not only this year, but also next year. Um, you, you were the one who noted that we were going to go from no supply to a supply glut, and we've had these retailers now having to manage inventory. What do you see for this year, and what do you foresee for next year, which may be tough to foresee? No, it's a challenge. So what we've noticed is that uh, the the blowout numbers came from Mastercard, or you know, a number of the credit card companies talking about just incredible. These sales came on credit, not out of cash or savings. And so you know, there's maybe a limit to that. Right now, consumers, I guess, are beginning to feel confident enough in their job situation. Maybe they're getting a raise uh, that they're they're feeling that they can they can spend money on credit cards. But we know there's a limit to that, right? Uh, as they continue to borrow more to to fund that spending. We know the cost of that borrowing is going up. 
we expect the labor market to soften up a little bit. So that might turn turn around the sentiment and willingness of people to, to borrow on credit and, and spend on credit. We might begin to see that show up in the coming months. But it's interesting to, to note how we saw that surgence, resurgence in spending uh, on those deals. Remember, retailers are putting a lot of deals out there to collect, try and clear that inventory. So they're getting a good discount and they're buying it on credit. There might be a limit to both. Right, and that's a concern right there. It's great to see you, Jeffrey Kleintop. I'm always glad you're able to join us and break everything down. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nicole. Great to be on. Jeffrey Kleintop of Charles Schwab. Thank you.